Hey, welcome to the latest edition of the podcast, Lou and Al for breakfast on the Borders 105.7 Triple M. The big news this week, obviously, the fact that, Lou, you're back. Yay! Fresh out of uh, seven weeks of isolation. Seven or, weeks? I mean, seven days. Wow. Felt like seven weeks. No, I didn't. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't too bad. How are you feeling now? Yeah, good. I'm feeling really good, surprisingly good, and I feel um, very lucky to be feeling so good because I have encountered a few people that are feeling less than good many weeks after they had COVID, so yeah. I'm pretty lucky. Can have some ongoing effects. Uh, one thing I didn't get the chance to ask you mm-hmm. uh, off the back of today's show earlier on when we found out how you fared is... What was your reaction like when you returned with a positive test? Like, Am I allowed was, to swear? We, you can use the word fire truck in response to uh, what went, you may have said. Oh, fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> I did when I saw it because, mainly because I'd been at work for a couple of days yep. just with a like really light little sniffle and had tested and tested negative. So I was like, eh, it's not COVID. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so, yeah, that was Friday night. Yep. And oh, I was shocked. And then I went. Oh gosh, I hope I don't get really sick. There's always that, was that the thought, other thing, isn't like, there? yeah, because yeah. it's been this big monster that's been hanging over us for years, hasn't it? Really? Yeah, chilled a bit now. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, but now I'm just relieved. I'm relieved it's over and done with. It's You've like, done oh, your tick, time. Done. I feel invincible now for you- at least three months. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't mutate into a different strain, but uh, great to have you back on the show. We had a very, very busy day upon your return because can we also add today, a very special day, 40th birthday once more. Yes. Yeah. 40 plus. Yeah. Um, I think is a good way of putting it because don't they ask you, you know, when you do surveys and stuff, they say, so what age bracket do you fall into this, this or this? So I'm the 40 plus. 40 plus. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the fact that they just go after 40, we're not going to count. You are 40 plus, which could be 40 to a hundred. Agreed. And I'd like it to be 40 to 100, personally. Excellent. Well, glad to hear you feeling better for your birthday. Let's kick into a few things that have happened over the last couple of days on Triple M, starting off with a bloke that we love, the fact that he was on our TVs competing in The Voice because Danny Fegan is as local as local can get. Absolutely. And this is the little chat we had about, uh, well, wrapping up on the show and what he's up to now. He's the voice royalty as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Our very own Danny Fegan. Happy hey, Danny. birthday to oh. you. Oh, smooth. Right. Well, I, was I thinking wish, about wish the whole you'd brought your big guitar. You could have played Happy Birthday to Did you to just me. call it a guitar? Yeah. That's what my four-year-old called it. <laughs> And my my, uh, my brother-in-law's young fella calls it a down-down because when he picks up, he goes, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> I love kids. Um, look, thank you. And, oh, bloody congratulations. You did us proud on The Voice. You were awesome. Like, yes, no, even it up and giving it a crack. Well, yeah. no, but not everyone can win. But can I say, I've got to say, um, one, to get all the chairs to turn in the first place, Mammoth effort because they they're pretty fussy about who they turn around for. Two, you were in some pretty solid company. Those two young fellas that got through when you yeah. um, went out when you had to do the sing off against them. Man, they're really awesome. Terrific young blokes too. Freddie copped a bit of a hard time there. I rang his mum a couple of nights ago just to check in on him, and make sure he was okay. Like I'm 46 and I wouldn't like to read negative stuff. You know, he's only 17. Yes. And uh, and Lane's only 15. I thought, oh man, I said to the producers, you know, I've been drinking beer and whiskey all my life to get a voice like that, <laughs> <laughs> and he's 15. Yeah, they, they're um, phenomenal. So obviously they've got a big career ahead of them. But yeah. you've already had 
a big career singing and you always make jokes about the fact that you know your limitations and that kind of stuff. But, you know, you just get out there and entertain and you got out there and did it. Now, tell us about forgetting the lyrics. <laughs> it was an Ed Sheeran song that everyone knows. Oh, no, I've never heard before in my life. Are I, you serious? I would forget yeah. that too, let's be honest. Oh, shut up. I, <laughs> I mean, it, was, it got so much radio play when it was, when it was a, a big hit. Yeah, and and no, how I, hard, like, how much time do you have to learn the lyrics? So you're saying you didn't know the song. How long did you have to learn the lyrics? Oh, they gave you that afternoon to get it all together. But it, it had a lot of um, syllables and emphasis on the different things. And, <laughs> and mate, I'm getting a bit older, you know. Like, I, I, here we go. Should have got you up. <laughs> yeah, I would have sung it with you. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, um, and the more I overthought it. Yes. But, and I started to cave in backstage. I'm glad they didn't show any of that footage. Because, you looked nervous, I must oh, say. Mate, much I, more nervous than you looked for your audition. Well, I was pretty comfortable with that audition song. Um, yeah, I really okay. liked it. But that Ed Sheeran song, you know, like when Keith said, we're going to put you out of your comfort zone and give you this Ed Sheeran song, I thought, oh, man, didn't, wasn't I out of my comfort zone for the first one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> give me achy, breaky heart or something. No. <laughs> Not really. But no, I nearly wore out a hip backstage um, before that second song. I was that toey. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Has has your time on The Voice changed much for you in your day-to-day now? Do people see you and go, oh, wait, Danny, I saw you on TV? They did when I was winning last week. It's crickets now. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to know you. No, I'm old news now. Oh, jeez. I'm going to move on and do something else. Well, for your 15 minutes of fame, it was good to have you on TV. <laughs> yeah. right. But that's it's pretty well the world, isn't it? Like you've got when you're there in your front of mind, everyone's all over you like a rash. And as soon as you're gone, oh, hang on, next person, what? Oh. Yeah, it's a bit oh, like that. But look. There was a whole lot of love, though, last week. I enjoyed it. It was, it was really good. Um, and I, uh, our drummer just came around last night, Dave, and, and they're licking their wounds a little bit of a um, bad festival I had last weekend. The sound, oh. like a sound guy, can really make or break your night. And, and the sound guy, for them, was atrocious, you oh, know. And, no. and they're a bit sad. It was a big deal, you know. It was a massive festival, and I said, mate, everyone's got their own stuff going on. No one will even be talking about it today, you know. Like that's so true. I was on national TV last week, and now it's over. Yeah, <laughs> everyone just moves on. And now you're and back that's home. All right. yeah. yeah, now I'm home. Did it's you get all, the kids organised this morning and? You know? Oh, look, I've got a big job to do. I get them fed in the mornings, yep. iron their shirts, get them off to school. Yep. Caroline does all that. <laughs> <laughs> so you do nothing, basically. Pretty well. Yeah, good good job. Okay, well, we loved your time on the TV screen. We'll leave you with this, Danny, and we'll re- really appreciate you coming in. The show approached you initially. They yeah. found out what you were all about. They said, we want you on the show. They persisted, and eventually you caved in, and you said yes, and you did it, and you told us that you really thoroughly enjoyed your experience and your time there. Having done it, having gone as far as you went and everything that's happened, would you do something similar again? Yeah, I reckon. Why not? Um, I don't know. Life's about adventures and stuff, isn't it? We're actually watching the last series when the producer sent me an email and said, would you like to audition for The Voice? And I said, hell no. It's <laughs> right straight back straight away. But no, I won't turn a chair. I'm set myself up to fail. And then she rang the next day and said, um, you, know, you know, why not try it out? And I'd been talking to Caroline. I said, well, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't I and give it a crack? that's exactly right. Why wouldn't you? And yeah. you, you've lost nothing and you've gained so much and you've met some great people. and Met some terrific And people. you've represented us in the most stellar fashion. Well done. Good on you. Congratulations. Oh, thanks very much. No, it, was, it was a great experience. Danny Fagan, you're a legend. We love having you on. <laughs> Let's get a little bit more in-depth with a couple of news stories. And to help us out, our guru from the Triple M newsroom, James Lake, a very good morning to you. A very good morning, legends. <laughs> legends. Love it. How good's that? <laughs> uh, lots to talk about in uh, news from around the world. Let's start with Victory Day in Russia. 
and the fact that uh, Putin's speech got hacked while this was happening. Yeah, this was a real interesting one. There was a lot of attention on this speech that happened uh, yesterday, not just in Russia but also around the world because there were Western leaders pretty concerned that Putin might have used this moment to declare all-out war on Europe. And uh, Russians as well were watching on TV if they weren't there in Moscow. And uh, what happened was hackers. <laughs> hackers kind of got in the way of Putin essentially, you know, telling people that, you know, they were being victorious in Ukraine, which we all know from the outside is not actually the case at all. So what happened is hackers got into essentially the, the equivalent of cable TV channels over there and they put messages on the screen saying that you have blood on your hands, um, wow. thousands of Ukrainians and hundreds of dead children um, on your hands and essentially just accusing Putin of really stuffing the whole thing up. And they also blamed the media outlets there saying TV and authorities are lying to you, say no to war. So wow. hackers have yeah, really put their foot down in, in Russia, whether they're Russian hackers, because we don't know where they've come from, but um, certainly some anti-Putin sentiment there. That's incredible. Yeah, that is pretty amazing. Um, I'm sure they'll try, they'll try very hard to figure out where the hack came from. <laughs> But of course, Definitely. you know, if you've watched any spy shows, they bounce it off a million different servers. And <laughs> it'll be impossible. I but, don't think it looks like that. But, but, yeah. I, but I'm sure they'll try very hard. Uh, just off that too, James, uh, there was also people wondering why Putin was wearing a blanket over his legs and commenting on Ooh. his health. Yeah, he has started to appear incredibly frail. Um, you know, you wonder if you, know, you might be on death's door. What are you, you know, waging war for? There might not be too much to hold on to. Um, but, yeah, there have been only a very few appearances of Putin in public or opportunities for the media to get cameras on him in recent months. And those few times he has looked very frail. There were shots of him a few weeks ago with a, a really trembly hand as well um, and him kind of struggling to walk with a bit of a limp. So... Um, I'm not too sure actually how old Putin is, but he's certainly showing his age either way. Wow. Mm, definitely. Uh, look, I only can remember my my most favourite vision of Putin is uh, that meme, Putin on a Ritz, <laughs> uh, with Putin on a Ritz cracker. Uh, and that is <laughs> that will always remain old. in my mind and never get old. Exactly right. Um, James, look, it is... Um, it's a shame that it, that the um, conflict is still going. We kind yes. of would have hoped that it would be over by now. But anyway, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully good sense will prevail in the very near future. Can we really quickly just touch on um, our, a bit more locally, our federal election, where the name calling and finger pointing is just <laughs> getting to extreme levels? Oh, that was ridiculous what we saw on the telly the other night with that leaders debate. Oh. Look, snap poll, can I ask do either of you guys have any clue what they discussed? No, I no. don't. No, no. clue. <laughs> and if you... They just discussed each other Google, being crap at everything. Pretty much. Absolutely. They were having an argument like little children. If you do a Google, just a, a news search right now to see if you can find anything from the debate, all the coverage is essentially just about how they argued. Australians didn't really learn anything from them. Um, the only point that both Albo and ScoMo made at the end of the debate was that, you know, you can either vote for change or you can vote to keep the country stable but we didn't learn anything about their policies they really didn't argue over you know what they will or won't do for the country and you know channel nine has kind of been called out that it was a bit of a bit of a mess as well they invited all the viewers who were watching from home to have their say on who the winner was 
Um, but their live voting system also struggled under the pressure. So, <laughs> you know, possibly a, a waste of time or maybe we've actually seen the true colours of both the potential leaders. Yeah, and isn't it a horrific thought? We have to <laughs> vote for one of them. <laughs> That's it. You know, you, sometimes you think there's not really a good option, so you pick the least bad one. Mm, okay, exactly. we'll see how we go. 11 days and counting. Uh, James, appreciate the update. Thank you again, and we'll check in with you again uh, very soon here at Triple M. Have a lovely day. And off the back of Lou's big birthday celebration, happy 40th, we are checking out the worst gifts you've ever copped. Yes, we'd love to know what the worst gift you've ever got copped is. Yours was a do-it-yourself radio kit. <laughs> Terrible just, idea. That is just Terrible such idea. a dud present. Now, funnily enough, now it would be something that I would build with my little bloke Jackson yep. because that would be a fun project, but at 20 years old, no. No. Can not. of bourbon and Coke would have gone a lot better. <laughs> Exactly. Got to know your audience, haven't you? Um, one triple three five three. We'd love to know what the duddest gift you've ever received was. Shannon from Lavington, what did you score? Um, I was involved in a secret Santa this Christmas with extended family. Yeah. The budget was $50, and somehow that afforded me the gift of a pumice rock for my foot, <laughs> um, some foot cream oh. to use with the pumice stone, and a fancy bookmark. And to say I was disappointed even at the age of 42 <laughs> is an understatement. <laughs> Are you like me, Shannon, that um, your face just cannot hide the way you really feel? I just have a very Muppet, neutral, <laughs> little smile. Because ah, you know you're being watched by the secret Santa who's in the room, but yeah. you're like, wow, what made you go and buy this? And yeah. how much did you pay for the pumice rock? 50 bucks <laughs> I mean, well spent. Honestly, yeah. and giving anyone gifts to do with feet, very, <laughs> very dodgy. Well, I actually get my feet regularly. I get pedicures. So I was like, um, I pay someone $50 to, <laughs> to touch to that. Give me a, yeah. a leg massage, foot massage, the whole work. Yeah. So, yeah. So a voucher for a pedicure would have been a much nicer gift. Would have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call. Have a good one. (laughs) Okay, that's it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for checking us out. Of course, we are back on your radio, your listener app, weekdays from Mm. 6. Lou, we are building up anticipation for our giant Monopoly game soon. I know. It's going to be fantastic. The chance at 10 grand just by playing Monopoly in QE2 Square. And everyone that gets one of our boards when we do our board game blitzes in the Brekkie show is in the draw to be one of the players of Giant Monopoly. Oh. I know, it's fantastic. $10,000 prize there. I did question out loud, are uh, the uh, dice giant? Because, you know, are you throwing boulder-sized dice around? Like those know. giant fluffy ones that people used to have hanging from their mirror <laughs> in their car. Massive, massive <laughs> size ones. I'm looking forward to see if that's the case. But otherwise, uh, have yourself a sensational rest of your day and we will chat to you soon across the week here at Triple M.